Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Andrew, what Ford truck is better than an FX4, but not as good as a Tremor or a Raptor? It could be a, I don't, I don't know. Up there. Oh, the new Rattler. Yes, the new Rattler. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to this episode of uh, TFL Talking Trucks. And we are, of course, Talking Trucks. Uh, today, it's me and Andre. And uh, Ford just announced, dropped, however you want to say it, a brand new off-road truck. And so we thought we would use this news as a jumping off point to discuss all of the best and worst and... Mediocre <laughs> off-road trucks out there. Yeah. Um, so uh, before we get going on that, Andre, why don't let these guys know that we just uh, refurbished, uh, uh, reinvented our new TFL-Studios.com uh, page. You know, the one... It's, it's been jazzed up. It's been jazzed up. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool now. Uh, now there's one-stop shopping for all TFL content, whether it's TikToks or podcasts or news stories or videos uh and uh, you know it looks really good it, it, alex did a hell of a good job on it and uh, if you guys are looking for all of our content because we do have eight youtube channels two podcasts four websites and of course the tiktok page uh-huh. oh there it is look at that that looks so much better than the very, old one very jazzy yeah the old one looked like a kindergarten version of that <laughs> because you know we get a lot of emails from you guys saying hey why don't you like did drag you hear race. about the new Rattler? Yeah, or why don't you drag race uh, the three heavy-duty trucks, which we just did. And we're like, yeah, we just did it over at TFL uh, Truck. And that's not your fault. I mean, there's just a lot of YouTube channels and news outlets. So we thought it would be important to have one place where all that stuff's at. And there it is. And it looks so much better now. Yes, uh, before we get uh, into the F-150 Rattler. Yeah, we're, we'll we keep putting it off. I also want to thank our Patreon supporters because okay. that's always huge. Uh, within the last four days, we had two people come and join us and donate and support us. Mark Bartinsky and Harold Combs. Uh, thank you for your donations, guys. Yeah, thank you. Without our Patreon uh, supporters, we probably couldn't do this podcast because, let's face it, this is making um, negative revenue, Andre. <laughs> it's costing us money, <laughs> which is okay. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. But also, uh, the patreon.com slash TFLcar is where... When you support us, you can ask us questions, and we're right there. We can help you. Yeah, I like this podcast format because it lets us get up close and personal uh, with you know the subject matter, and hopefully with our uh, readers, viewers, uh, and listeners. Because you know this is a much more personal way to communicate. I feel like I'm talking to people when they're you know driving to work or on their run or you know listening before you go to bed. And if you're falling asleep, good for you. <laughs> all the stuff happening in the world. Sweet dreams. Yeah, if all that stuff's happening in the world, hopefully Andre's soothing voice will <laughs> lullaby you to bed. All right, let's get to uh, the main topic, uh, the F-150 Rattler. Uh, interesting name, huh? Yeah, do, do you like it? Yeah, uh, I think I like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I, I, I can already see the commercials. You know, you, you, you can already see, like, the snake <laughs> and the truck coming down, like, in Moab. And then there's a rattlesnake, you know. Uh, and then there's a voiceover artist saying, The new rattler is here. <laughs> <laughs> when da- with danger just around the corner. <laughs> in an uncomfortable and un relenting world (laughs) there's only one truck that will allow you to tow your boat (laughs) to the dam the new ford f-150 rattler (laughs) there you go well i i knew it because we have rattlesnakes in the area right colorado has rattlesnakes uh but let us know what you think about the name Uh, do you love it do you find it interesting funny or whatever yeah so okay let's talk about the uh Ford lineup of off-road trucks and kind of where it fits into the hierarchy. So obviously there's a standard F-150 work truck, right? Two-wheel drive. Yeah. We're not talking about powertrains now. Forget the powertrains. We're talking about yes. off-road. So that, that one isn't very off-roady. Then you can move up to a standard 4x4. Yes, which gives you just that, four-wheel drive. And then once upon a time, if you wanted the off-roady one, you'd get the FX4. Which is actually what I did. Yes. Right? Yeah. With my uh, 2021 F-150 uh, I got the FX4 package. Yes, which gets you what? Good plates, a little bit of a... Rear locker. Rear locker. Still four-wheel drive, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, a leveling kit, maybe? Not a No, lift. no, Any no. Leveling? Did you see the rake on my truck? Really? No. There's, there's no leveling uh, to speak of. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then it gives you a couple of, like, drive modes, right? There's a normal mode, of course, eco mode, towing mode, but they also added, for example, rock mode, rock crawl mode. There's hill descent control um, and uh, decal on the side that says FX4. And then before the Rattler, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put it in its rightful place in the Ford lineup in a second, but we want to establish the lineup so that you know where it kind of fits. Uh, before the Rattler, of course, the next trim level up from there would have been the Tremor. Which is just a recent addition, too. Yeah. Well, right. It was like a year or two years ago, maybe? No, just, just this year, uh, 2021, really a few months ago, that they introduced the new F-150 Tremor, and uh, they, it followed the Ranger Tremor that was there before. Uh, and the Tremor takes it, I would say, much further in capability. Yeah, so what do you get when uh, you go from an FX4 to a Tremor? So, uh, first of all, larger tires, uh, different suspension tuning um, in the Tremor. Then you have an optional front Torsen limited slip. Yep. So you still have the rear locker, but now you have a little bit more help up front. Uh, you have, of course, uh, styling, uh, different styling, different hood. Uh, different, um, some of the other elements, for example, dual exhaust system, right? Uh, but it's only available with that one engine. Uh, we'll talk about that later. I took, uh, I took w- one to Moab. It was which pretty is cool. the EcoBoost, yeah. right? Yeah, I took one to Moab. Yeah. It was at uh, uh, Atomic Blue. No, it wasn't Atomic. What was the name of that one? Antimatter? Antimatter Blue with those little orange highlights. That was really badass. Yeah, and orange is their new color of off-roading right. for Ford. Uh, and then you could load it up, right? So that's, that's one of the, I, I think... Um, things that Rattler is trying to address. They're trying to offer something more affordable because if you load up a Tremor, you can be 70 grand right there or more. And then, of course, um, you get to the iconic Raptor, which mm-hmm. now you know takes all the Tremor stuff and now you've got a much uh, more um, Baja-style truck, right? So you've got better suspension, so you're going with active Fox suspension. Is it 3.5 now? 3.5? 3.1, yeah. 3.1. Uh, you're also getting a more powerful 2.7, 3.5-liter EcoBoost. Well, high output. High output, yeah. Yeah, 450 horsepower. And you're getting wider track, right? Yeah. You're getting new fenders. You're getting new look. You're getting unique Raptor, of course, uh, everything grill. Uh, like you said, really, really trick suspension. And then the interior is, dif- is different, too, and more luxurious. And you get those, like,
like auxiliary switches if you want to add extra lights or yes. a winch or you know uh, ice cream maker if that's your thing you could <laughs> why not uh, and then of course the the top 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 ultimate dog in the ford lineup is the raptor r which is not here which we don't know much about <laughs> officially yes. unofficially we think it's a v8 Unofficially, we think it's going to be a supercharged V8. It's yeah. supposed to be coming this year. They yep. promised it, yes. even though you know there's other issues and component shortages. But we should learn about it this year at least. Uh, the Raptor R should crown that you know have the probably the same suspension as or m- maybe a little bit better suspension than the Raptor, and then that power powerful engine. So let's let's recap. So FX4, Tremor, Raptor, Raptor R, four trim levels. Mm-hmm. You know, with varying amounts of goodies, off-road goodies, and horsepower, uh, and of course, cost. Yes. Um, like I said, we don't know how much a Raptor R is going to cost, but I'm guessing it's going to be probably 100k ish. It's going to be close because yeah. it needs, it's competing with the TRX, right? Yeah, which and is 100k ish, depending. Which can be. 100K. They, they raised the price. Ours was still ours, affordable. Ours, we got uh, kind of a more of a basic trim on a TRX that we have the long-term truck. That was seventy-seven grand. Yeah, uh, but now that's like the bottom. Yeah, I think they raised it by like ten k over the course of a year, uh, and yeah. it's still desirable. People still People want still paying over sticker yeah. at the dealer. Yeah. Uh, so the question, Andre, is where does the Rattler fit in? So it it starts with the XL FX4. Okay, so it goes so, above the FX4. So it goes a little bit above the FX4, but it keeps it at the XL kind of work truck level. Which I'm a fan of because my truck is an XL, as you know. Uh, my truck is a work truck. Uh, and But I think, and it may be because I complained a lot yeah, okay. <laughs> about my tires. You, you're going to take uh, well, credit for the Rattler, huh? No, I'm not going to take credit. But I did complain about my tires, mm-hmm. uh, as you've heard me say. So uh, these tires, uh, they put 18-inch wheels on the Rattler. So that's how it differentiates itself from the other work truck. And then they added the uh, all-terrain tires, which are about 32.6 inches in diameter. What kind? Which is almost uh, almost 33. It's a BSW all-terrain. BSW? Yes. Um, who makes? So, uh, um, I, don't, I don't know. Have you ever heard of BSW? So, so no. Uh, so it's kind of a tr- uh, tire that's available on some of the other FX4 packages. Yeah. In, but that's how it's listed in the in the so it's not a, in the spec sheet. It's not like a so it's not a good year. It's not like a territory tire. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's an all-terrain tire, but a little bit more like uh, maybe you know mass. Should, should I Google BSW? Never heard of BSW, and that's uh, that's interesting. So so yeah, the, so the tires are. Um, they took the tires that are available on other trims like the XLT the Lariat FX4 packages, they brought it down to Excel. So the whole story here really is uh, is uh, affordability. So according to this, BSW uh, means uh, a black sidewall. Oh, good. So it has a black sidewall. But what's the brand? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, there could be multiple brands, I guess. Okay. All right. So it's a black sidewall. Uh, it could be multiple brands. I'm glad I Googled it. BSW. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't disclose, I guess, the, the initial press release didn't disclose exactly what, what the brand the, of the what tire the brand, was. Sorry. And yeah. I'm trying to zoom in. I tried to zoom in into, into this. Yeah, let me, uh, let me, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave my chair here. I'm going to try to take a closer can you, look. Can you... Uh, uh, yeah, it's not, 
Not legible. Not legible, dude. So it's not, a, of course, a KO2. It's not a uh, like a territory tire. Yeah. Um, so so a kind of a more aggressive tire. And this is exactly what I wanted on my work truck. Because my work truck really has the Scorpions ATRs, yeah. which are okay for efficiency. Those are Pirellis. They're quiet. They're Pirellis. They're quiet. They're pretty efficient. Uh, and they're decent off-road. But I wanted more aggressive tires. And this Rattler apparently has that. Yeah, they look a little bit more uh, beefy, a little bit more uh, Moab-worthy, shall I say. Uh, so you get better tires. What else do you get? So you get the wheels, right? Unique wheels. You get the red. Ra- right? uh, uh, blacked out uh, front front grille, you yeah. know, and the kind of a so it's about a little bit about appearance, okay. right? So it's really an FX4 truck. So it still has the X, uh, skid plates, the rear locker, and of course four wheel drive with four low, um, it, and it has the the different tires. Um, it's available with four engine options, so you're not locked in into a one engine or another. And by the way, guys, if you're listening to this as a podcast and you want to see what it looks like, uh, just head over to tfl-studios.com where Andre uh, just did a video uh, basically going over all the pictures that Ford sent us. The one thing I don't like, Andre, if you go back again to, the, yeah. to that first picture we had up there, yeah. I don't like that big chinny-chin-chin. It seems like it's going to be uh, rubbing and getting it's, in, in a way of like approach angle so it, it that's kind of what the fx4 comes with if you don't want to if you don't want the chinny chin chin i'm talking about the spoiler that hangs down below yeah the, go for the tremor yeah the, the tremor is the one where you have that uh aluminum skid plate you know kind of out there and i'm gonna, a ask, better this, approach. I'm gonna ask this anyway but I, I suspect i know the answer already did they announce pricing no yeah so, uh, but they talked about value. Okay. <laughs> they talked about value. Uh, this truck, the Rattler, is going to be available in the fall of this year, they said, 2022. Uh, so I'm guessing, I have some guesses on price. Because if you were to configure a crew cap short bed, uh, kind of a basic 2.7 liter V6 powered F-150, you're going to be in around like 44, 45 grand. Yep. So I'm, I imagine this package adds a, I don't know, thousand dollars to it maybe a little bit more so i think you're in the mid to upper 40s so do you remember uh, not that long ago uh, ram lent us uh the back country for a couple months of course i remember yes right? so that that was ram's kind of version of this vehicle right i mean if you kind of compare it if you were to chart the off-roady bits they were very similar the rear locker more aggressive tires uh i kind of feel like this is the ideal hunting truck that's my kind of gut on this, what, wouldn't you say? I mean, it feels like it's uh, designed to be not, you know, it's an XL, right? So it's not too luxurious inside. So if you're going to get, you know, bloody, whatever you're hunting, you're not, you're, <laughs> seriously, right? Yeah. It's an issue. You're not going to like, you know, get get a truck that's like, uh, I don't know, a King Ranch, you know, an all leathery, full of full of crud. And so I kind of feel like Andre just put up the uh, uh, the, the backcountry. Yeah, yeah, the red truck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I kind of feel like that. This is where this kind of fits in, right? The manufacturers don't allow usually a lot of white space in terms of having one manufacturer be in a segment where the other one isn't. Just guessing. Uh, t- totally. And I, I think so, uh, and it's an interesting thing. If you, if you want it to be critical, right, uh, you would say, well, they could have done this years ago, right? Because you're, you're basically shifting options, right? You're taking a tire that was available on, on some other F-150 model, you're putting it here, you're adding some blacked out components, right? So, so you could have done it before, but they didn't for whatever reason. And now they're offering those choices. I agree. Um, uh, Ram 1500 Backcountry is a direct competitor 
to this. Remember, ours was with a few options, like 55, 56 grand. It ain't cheap, dude. No, no trucks are no. nowadays. <laughs> it was supposed to be really, really great value, but it was creeping up there in price. Yeah, we, we thought it was going to be like a 45 like 47-ish yeah. or 45-ish. And it, and it surprised us just by how expensive it was, you know. Uh, so uh, while we've got the Rams here, we've got the GT up uh, versus the... Uh, uh, backcountry. Let's talk about the Ram lineup of off-road vehicles. Uh, and I think maybe with the GT, what we can do is we can start from the top and go down. Okay. Go it the other way. Why not? With, you know, mix Ram. it up. Yeah. Have, yeah. A, have a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of difference here. So, and the reason I say that is because the GT basically takes what's in the TRX and moves it down to more to the Rebel. Yeah. yeah. To the more affordable Rebel. So. Uh, of course, the, the TRX is right now the top dog uh, in the uh, Ram lineup, 702 horsepower, right? It's They don't like using this word, but it's the Hellcattiest of them all. <laughs> it's got a supercharged V8. <laughs> it's got yeah. the Hellcat supercharged V8. Yeah. Uh, instead of Fox, we're talking uh, Bill Stein or Steen. I always get those two mixed Bill up. Bill Stein, Stein. Like, like the mug. Like the mug. Pretend you have a beer mug in yeah, front of you. three-inch active suspension, uh, which, you know, is good. Uh, a whole uh, bunch of um, different drivers. Most, by the way, can, can I tell you something I learned about the yeah. TRX, which I did not like? What? what? Uh, so we just took the TRX, and we, it was our support truck, and we went camping on the White Room Trail. Yes. Um, which is, I think, the world's most beautiful road. It's, it's incredible. It's yeah, like off-road. somebody drew it a masterpiece of a road. Yeah, you, you couldn't ask for anything more spectacular. And I think it's going to be the world's most crowded off-road. Because <laughs> we booked our campsite two months ago. And w- there was only one. There was only available. one. And there's uh, probably like 30 of them around the 120 miles of the White Room Trail. Uh, but uh, we were towing, uh, and I want to thank our friends over at uh, Colorado Teardrops, uh, a camper. Uh, and so every time I got in the TRX, I wanted to be in tow haul mode. Uh, and there's a little um, selector switch, right, uh, which you can go left or right on. Not a, not a rotary dial, which tells you what the modes are. But it has a display in the center uh, stack, and it shows you what mode. But I don't know where tow haul mode is. So I would go in there, and I would start punching pushing, it, right? Punching it, and yeah. I'd you know, be like, snow, I don't want snow. You know, Baja, I don't want Baja. <laughs> custom, I don't want custom. And then if you go into rock, it actually puts it in uh, It changes range. your it, mode, it, yeah. It puts it into low range automatically. And so every time I went in the truck, I had to search and hunt for tow haul mode, uh, why it doesn't know that when you plug a trailer in like some other trucks is baffling to me. I mean, if there's a trailer plugged into it, it should, it just, should know, it should just know so, automatically you're towing and hauling. Or at least ask you, hey, yeah, and, and do it, you want to continue? And the irony, irony of the whole thing is it knows because there's a, there's a page in there that shows you how many hours you've towed, actually how many miles you've towed. So it does keep track of your towing, yes. but for some reason it doesn't put you in tow haul mode. Now, you know, this was a light trailer, right? So... I don't know if uh, like it, it really would have mattered. Mattered, yeah. But there's just something very anal about like being in the right mode, and and why the truck? That's another pet peeve. Why doesn't the truck just keep you in tow haul mode when you shut it off? Yeah, you go to the so, bathroom, you go get gas, you stop for lunch every time. It's just a huge, uh, you know, pain in the butt. Oh, I, you know what else? I I found out something else too. I've been meaning to talk to you about this for like the last month, and it just reminded oh, me. Okay, of, let's do it. Can we talk about it. Yeah. So. Um, I was under the impression, and I think this was some PR shenanigans going on here, mm-hmm. right? and I've asked multiple manufacturers, so I'm not going to point the finger at any of our um, manufacturers that we work with, but I'm talking about manufacturers that built off-roaders, you know, like Jeep, like Bronco, like Toyota, right? Okay. right? 
why when you air down your tires you just can't tell the truck uh, that you are in like off-road mode so you don't get the stupid TPMS either flashing at you because it always will just you know once you're air down right you are well below let's say that those limits say, yeah, yeah the after you're probably what 40 ish 40 ish you're probably at 40, 40 psi 40 yeah. psi and then when you're off-roading we like to go down at least 20 2025 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and sure. so it happens in a Jeep. It happens in... Well, any vehicle. Any vehicle, fact. right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I kept asking them. I was like, guys, why don't you just give me an off-road mode so so the vehicle knows when you're in an off-road mode that you're no longer uh, um, at the you know designated federal, right? And they said, oh, we can't do that. It's impossible because this is federal regulation, which when you think about it, it makes sense, right? The government doesn't want you like wasting fuel, because there's nothing worse than driving around with well, underinflated tires. I, I think it's more than just fuel, right? Because the it's tire dangerous. is becoming squishy, right? Right. The tire is squishier. It's, uh, um, you know, the patch that's contacting the ground is wider. Yeah. Right. And then imagine if you're going 70 on the highway and you're trying to go into a high-speed turn, the tire rolls over a little bit. It can be very dangerous, right? So that's why they require the tire pressure monitor to be there, but I agree with you. Why not have it a certain mode? Right? Yeah, well, speed you, limited. Yeah, when you go into off-road mode, then it's speed it, limited or something. Well, not even that. I mean, when no? you're, it just knows that you're in an off-road mode. You're not on road, and then the tire pressure because it's so annoying to see that thing, right? Because it takes over the whole screen. In some places, it beeps or, at you. Sometimes it flashes at you. There's different systems, and they're all just super annoying. Uh, yes. You know, throws up a warning. So, and I've asked multiple manufacturers, and they've always said, oh, no, it's a federal regulation. There's no way around it. So I'm like, okay, I bought it. I didn't, like, question it. I'm like, okay, it makes sense. I can, I can see that. So get this, Andre. I am uh, with Porsche. Okay. Which, you know, I, I just, would you agree that Porsche probably has to um, subscribe to the same rules as everybody else? Absolutely. Right. They sell cars in the United States. Yeah, they're, they're like they don't have an exemption, right? There's no right. exemption for for a sports car manufacturer. And I'm I'm driving the brand new GT4 RS, which is like the top dog Cayman, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's going to be like one of these cars that's going to be highly collectible. People are already paying fifty thousand over just for allocation. Yada yada yada. It, they basically took the nine eleven. Um, sorry, all you truck guys. If this is like you know. <laughs> I well, apologize, but I am jealous that you drove it. I'm but, very jealous. But I figure some of you understand what I'm talking about. They took the uh, a 911 GT3 engine and stuck it in a Cayman, which Porsche didn't want to do for a long time because then they're competing with itself. But anyway, uh, that's all for a car podcast. But get this. You know what happens when you're on a track? What happens? You go in the race mode. I right, right, you go, yeah, but what happens with tire pressure when you're on the track? Well, it always goes up and up and up because you're warming up your exactly. tires, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay. The tire pressure goes very high because what happens is the tires get very hot. And then it's like, it's like you know, if you have um, your TPMS come on and you start driving and it goes away because as, as the tire warms up, the air inside warms yeah. up. And when air warms up, it expands, and so the pressure increases, right? Yes. Uh, and so Porsche has to, on the track day, actually take the tire pressure down significantly. Right, that's what you do in a race so car. So that it's normal when you're racing, right? Or right, driving, right. Okay. And so you know we're laughing around, and and uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, you know, talking to the guys, and they notice that they're always measuring tire pressure. I'm like, what is this? And it's significantly lower. I want to say it's like 10, 15 psi lower in a race car. And then I and I'm like, I'm like, 
well, how come you don't get the TPMS? You know, why if, if it's that lower? I mean, eventually it'll come up, right? Mm-hmm. But still, you know, when the tire cools down, and they're like, oh, no, no, what we've done is we've uh, uh, engineered uh, a race mode, and when you put it into race mode, it understands that the tires are like 20 PSI less. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, yeah, yeah, but yeah. basically... I'm like, I'm like, I'm beautiful. Like, I'm like, that's what I want for the off-roader. And like, oh yeah, yeah. It knows automatically that you're, you know, so, you've you've deflated the tires because you're on a track, and so it doesn't give you the TPMS warning. So apparently, either Porsche is playing by different rules than every other manufacturer, or you know, the manufacturers that that are telling me that they can't do an off-road mode uh, somehow are um, giving me a PR shenanigan answer. So a couple things. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the car may know um, famous racetracks, you know, like our Soul DL. Some, no, they, no, sometimes they, may, they know by GPS where you are, it, right? Yeah, but it, no, that they said when you put in track mode, that's what it does. Okay, so you can technically do it downtown. You could, yeah. Well, like, let's say you wanted to show off, you put it in track mode anywhere. You could, so which, that's which I guess what you could do is. Let's say your tires were underinflated and you get the TPMS. If you put it in track mode, it would get rid of that. Yeah, which is interesting. But here's what I heard from several different manufacturers and just, you know, just kind of going to events is that everybody has the same requirements, right? The law is one way. Yeah, sure. And then you interpret the law. Oh. Okay. So, for example, I'll give you two examples. We just recently drove the Rivian R1T, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When you put it in reverse, what happens? It just hums, yeah. right? And it backs up. Right. It's generating this kind of humming noise and it backs up. And then you put it in drive and you drive away. What happens when I put my F-150 hybrid in, uh, in the reverse? I don't know. What happens? It beeps like a garbage truck. <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yeah. So, you know, you know our, skid, our skid steer did that. Yes, exactly. And I unplugged it. <laughs> <laughs> you can unplug it? Yeah, you just open the back and there's a the little wire and you just unplug it. <laughs> okay. So, they're both playing by the same rules, right? Yes. Not the so, skid steer. So, yeah, not the skid steer. Yeah. The skid steer is playing by some other rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Rivian, for example, and the Hummer and, you know, other electrified vehicles are playing by the same rules. So, why did Ford choose to add a beeper to the back of this truck? To annoy that out of their customers? Yeah. yeah. And it's not just on the work truck. Probably to get not to get sued. Uh, it's just not on, not on the work right? truck. Like you're saying, some attorney probably interpreted that in a very, uh, not <laughs> narrow, but broad sense. But legal way. Yeah, exactly. So, so maybe Porsche interpreted that regulation in this way, and the off-road guys are not interpreting that in this way. It's a possibility. It's a, it's a good. It's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of it. But you know what would be would solve would solve all of this? Central get rid tire. of the central government. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's not overthrow the government. That would, that would get rid of it. No, you, central. You, I don't think tire those, inflation. I don't think tanks have tire pressure monitoring. <laughs> I don't think they give a rats. Wow. No central tire inflation system like on a military truck. Yeah. Just raise it up and lower it yourself. How much, and how much it, do you think it, those cost? A lot. A lot, yeah. A lot. <laughs> a lot, yeah, I know. You know, I was talking to one of the engineers in an off-road truck program, and I was like, well, so what's the next barrier, right? You have active suspension, right? You have giant tires now. You have all these drive modes, and the truck knows when you're in the air, and it stiffens the suspension and all this stuff. What's the next level? And I'm like, why don't you do central tire inflation? Yeah, and they're I, like, well, it's kind of complicated. I'm like, I know it's complicated. 
You know but, what, Andre? You are 100% right. Uh, I think of like all of the new companies out there like Rivian and Tesla that have just taken the rule book and have just thrown it away and decided, you know, hey, let's do a tunnel behind the, <laughs> the second row seat and make it a storage tunnel. Yeah. Why, why not? not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why do we need, you know, that space to be empty? Uh, and I agree, Andre, you know, uh, it, it's like Ford broke the mold when they finally came out with your truck's um, onboard generator. That that should have been like that should have been like falling off of a tree, twenty years ago. An apple hitting you in the yeah, forehead. Yeah, that's just that's just such a such a useful and smart right. And why didn't anybody else but Ford do it? I don't know. And they just did it a year ago. Yeah, seven point two kilowatts of power right there. Yeah, I know. It, it, and and it's it's like why didn't somebody go there earlier? Same thing with the Rivian tunnel. Why didn't somewhere? You know, I was just listening to uh, once again Tim's podcast, uh, and uh, he actually made a. Actually, I don't know if it was him or if it was uh, uh, Steve. Steve was on his podcast. Actually, Steve made this. Our old uh, TFL offer. Steve Elmer made this point, and he's absolutely right about this. Uh, Why isn't a truck manufacturer, specifically Ram, building a plug-in hybrid? That would seem – why do they take the the plug-in hybrid and put it in the Jeep – but not in a Ram. It seems to me in a truck, you've got the best of both worlds that way. You got the torque of the electric motor, which you need for towing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, but you don't have the downside of having to recharge it because you can just fill it up with fuel. I mean, if there's any vehicle that a plug-in hybrid makes sense, plus you have all this room, right? There's no question about where to store batteries, right? You're not, you're not adding, you know, huge amounts of weight for a truck chassis, which you would be doing for a car chassis. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. Mm-hmm penalize a truck why isn't anybody doing a plug-in hybrid i have one answer expense it's me no um i don't think it's i mean of course it's expensive but i think one answer is let's take a look at the new tundra hybrid right it's not a plug-in right yeah it is a hybrid it doesn't do plug-in hybrids they barely do them. well they have primes rav4 primes it's a wonderful plug-in hybrid system they have a rav4 prime and a prius prime and i think i felt like they they did that because they were forced to not because they wanted to so if you look at the tundra hybrid it's already getting heavy i think it's the weight is the problem so the Tundra Hybrid weighs like 6,200 pounds, so it doesn't have a lot of payload. Yes, it tows a lot. Two words, Andre. Hummer yes. EV. That's insanely heavy. But you see what I'm saying? I mean, I mean you, you're saying it's getting heavy. How about 9,200 pounds of battery-powered you know, powered truck? Why did you skip right to that? Why didn't you just go to like in a 7,000-pound plug-in hybrid or whatever the heck it would be, 7,500? And then you you know you would also solve this towing problem, because let's face it, the Silverado EV, the Ford Lightning, yeah. uh, the um, the Hummer EV, uh, the Rivian, they're all going to be a pain in the ass to tow. Right right now, the infrastructure for towing with electric vehicles does not exist, right? Unless you uh, enjoy pissing yes. off other people by blocking <laughs> all of the, the charging ports, yeah. and so. Electrify America just recently announced that they're going to start doing like pull-through ones, but mm-hmm. that's you know that is that is years, years yeah in, in the future yeah. So a plug-in hybrid would also solve like the biggest problem uh, with electric trucks, and and they just they skipped that. And if anybody shouldn't have skipped it, it'd be either Toyota or Ram. They could have just done it because Ram already has a solution. I mean Jeep does. Yeah, I know. Stellantis I do. Does. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, the Gladiator doesn't have a plug-in yet. Yeah. Why not? Um, so I think it also may have to do with classifications of trucks, but once again, that's the rule book that can be broken. 
So let's, right? let's let's go all the way back to what you started with, and that is uh, onboard um, air, basically, right? Yeah, onboard air. Yeah, which would be a great. Uh, which is like the next step, right? Yeah, which, in off road yeah, capability. And the military has been doing it forever. It's not like you know that technology is not. 1999, right? It, it costs money, but it's there. It's been yeah. around for a long time. And, and how cool would that be? And you know, you know how you can tell that they have it right. They have that air tube that goes down into the, the hub. Into yeah. the hub, yeah. Imagine like a truck or a Jeep or a Bronco with that. Or a, hey, Imagine. it would look so badass and so cool, right, to see that. And knowing that, that the truck itself or the or the off roader, you know, can is capable of and that. And then right? basically, what they would allow you to do is just in the cab, flick a switch and go to twenty or whatever, whatever wherever you want. Or to go, go back to forty. Yeah, at the yeah. flip of a, a button. And from a, like a fuel economy standpoint, you would never have underinflated tires. Or overinflated tires. Or overinflated, unless you did yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, so, Andre. Uh, you know, they, I think the problem is like, like until somebody goes and does. Something unusual. All the other manufacturers just let the bean counters decide, right? So, uh, you know, for the longest time, tailgates were just like, you know, flop open, ping, <laughs> flop closed, <laughs> and then and somebody of, decided, oh wait, hey, what if we put a ladder into one of these things, right? And then GM went, oh my God, they put a ladder into it. Now we have to do something. Let's, and then ramps, oh my God, they did. They let's did a do multi- a barn door. They did a mul- let's do a barn door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. The, it takes one manufacturer to do that, and all of a sudden, all the creativity and innovation, you know, break out among the others. So un, until somebody does it, it's just going to be another one of those, you know, da moments when somebody finally does do it. So let's start. I mean, we didn't quite get there. So TRX, yes. right? Now going down. So you got the GT here. Uh, and, Rebel GT. And so the Rebel GT got the TRX shifter. Yep. Right? I think the paddle shifters. Yeah, paddle shifters, shifters. A console, transmission shifter. Yeah. Um, and it's got rid of that stupid dial and now you have proper, l- yeah. some luxury features. Yeah. Um, it also got, I believe, a heads-up display. You can have it now. So it's kind of a more luxurious Rebel in a way, right? Uh, a little bit more sporty. So really with, with RAM, you've got the TRX, you've got the Rebel GT, you've got the Rebel, you've got the backcountry. And then the off-road package right below the backcountry. Which they call it off-road. Off-road, yeah, the off-road, yeah. Yeah, which is very simple. Yeah, yeah. Which is a very simple name. It's not the Rattler. It's nothing <laughs> like that. It's simply called off-road. Yeah, and that's it. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, I mean, but still a few gradations in there, right? Right. And actually, you know what? Rebel kind of pushed, it came out in 2019. I think it pushed Ford and GM. Uh, after the Rebel came out, the Trail Boss came out, right? Yep. So it kind of pushed the competitors. And then after Trail Boss came out, the F-150 Tremor came out. All right. So speaking of the Trail Boss, let's talk about GM trucks. Uh, yes. uh, well, let's leave the ZR2 to the end because that's coming very soon. Yes. Uh, so let's start at the bottom. Uh, so you've got your basic, same like Ford, right? You've got your basic two-wheel drive truck. Then you got your basic four-wheel drive truck. And then for all of you GM fans, you know that GM loves their uh, opaque order codes, right? Nobody understands them. <laughs> it's like these things that just take three letters, number combination. <laughs> you were just telling me about the GMC X31, well, right? It makes no sense. <laughs> just take three, you know. It's like, it's like you know, like, like, like it feels like almost like, like a, a code that the World War II uh, military would have understood, right? Yes, <laughs> I know? have an X31, <laughs> X31. <laughs> so, so ZR1, right? 
Which, where, where are you at? Are you in the Chevy land? <laughs> where am I at? I'm at Z06. <laughs> no, we're not talking Corvettes. Z, Z7. See what I mean? That's what I mean. It's so confusing. Z06, ZR1, ZR2, Z06. Uh, um, let's talk about, let's not talk about Z06, okay? Let's not talk about Z06. Okay. So what, do you want to start with the ZR2, the new truck that yeah, Silverado start, has? Yeah, start with the ZR2 as well. That's, so, that's the highest... Uh, it's not even a Raptor fighter or a TRX fighter because under the hood is just a 6.2. I'd say just, but it's still just. But it's six. not supercharged, no. right? It's not at the same power level yeah. as some of the others. Uh, 420 horsepower. And they have, of course, slightly wider track. Uh, they're DSSV Multimatic dampers, the shocks, they're fancy shocks. But this, are, they, are they different from like the DSSVs in the Colorado? The size is different, okay, but, but the technology the, is the same. same. Okay. Yeah, basically they have to sport heavier weight, obviously, a uh, bigger truck than the Colorado. Technology is the same. The size and the kind of the components are different. Um, but this truck should have been out years ago. Yeah. Why is it coming just now? So what does this compete with in the other brands? Where would Oof. you put it with, like against the Ford? Like Rebel GT. Yeah, right? it's not a Raptor fighter because it doesn't have enough power. It, it, no, or Kind of the same, you know, the suspension travel is not quite up there with the TRX and look, the Raptor. Look, the good news is you've got the 6.2. I'm sure superchargers are available for it. So if you want the ultimate off-roader and you don't want to go through like Hennessy or one of the other, you know, uh, shops that actually does this aftermarket. And let's talk about that. You know, we get a lot of emails from people uh, who kind of misinterpret what we're doing here. And what I mean by that is people think that like a Hennessy, uh, what's what's the crazy one called? The six the six wheel drive. Uh, like a... Um, Velociraptor. Velociraptor, right? six by six. Or a Shelby... Uh, Super Snake or something. Yeah, like, or like these, Shelby Baja Raptor. Right, right. They, they think that these are vehicles that are in this world and that they compete in this world, but we don't consider those because they're done in the aftermarket. They're not done by the manufacturer. So there's a clear delineation. If it comes from the factory, directly from the factory, not like it goes to four, goes to Shelby, to Vegas, and then they you know, do their bit and then they give it to you. It has to come from the Ford factory. Then these are the trucks we're talking about. We're not talking about all of the aftermarket stuff that's out there because there's a lot of it out there. Yeah, and some of the lines are getting blurrier and blurrier. Like, like the Bison. You know, yeah, the Bison, which is, is kind of enough to market, which is also approved and... But I would and, consider the Bison... Yeah. So the Bison is AV, obviously, uh, Colorado, and I would consider that a manufacturer vehicle because... Because it comes from, from the factory. your Chevy yeah. dealer. Yeah, right so, there. The, so the, the difference there is that uh, AEV manufactures the parts, but then Chevy... Puts them on. Puts them on. And they co-develop them, right? right? Yeah. They develop them together. It's like, a, it's like you know, it's like, a, like, like before uh, AMG was part of AMG... Part of Mercedes. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And now they're one. One, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, recently uh, Alpino was bought by BMW. Same kind of deal. But mm-hmm. anyway, so this this is the top-of-the-line Chevy. So please don't write or, uh, you know, comment that this there's other versions of this that somebody else makes. But this is a top-of-the-line Chevy. But you're right. It really does just compete with, like, a Rebel GT or maybe uh, uh, in the Ford lineup. I don't know. Like it's a, a little like bit a higher. Trimmer. It's a little bit higher than the Tremor because, and by the way, we um, I asked last uh, several podcasts ago. I asked Nathan and also our Matt, our 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 producer editor, to create a pyramid 
of capability of yeah. throat. And I put the ZR2 a little bit above the tremor because this has two selectable lockers. Okay. So you have the rear locker and the front selectable locker in the ZR2. So, so it's, it's, and the tremor does not. So for all you Toyota fans, it would sit above in terms of its equipment, the TRD Pro? Just above it, I would say. And for yeah. all you Nissan fans, it would sit above the Pro 4X yeah. because none of those have lockable front diffs. Yes. And the tremor almost is there because it has a limited slip front, right? But this is actually has selectable uh, driver selectable feature, which I think is a little bit better because the driver kind of knows when that's needed and you can pre-select it and just go. So, I mean, the best way to describe it is it's the ZR2 of the Silverado versus the ZR2 of the Colorado. Yes. And then so below it would be the Trail Boss, right? right. Yeah, um, which we had. Yeah. And below that is the Z- Z71. Yep. And below that is just a regular old 4x4. So they're expanding their lineup, but I think they need to do more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, or maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, well, I guess you would say the Hummer now competes with the Yeah, Raptor, that, that's what right? I was just thinking. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, they have, they kind of leapfrogged everybody with the Hummer uh, because, and let's talk about the Hummer, and let's talk about the Rivian, and let's talk about the Cybertruck because these are also basically off road trucks. Yes. Right? I mean, I talked to the chief engineer of the Hummer, and he said, GM told him, you know, build the best, not the best electric, just the best off-roader you can. And so that, that one is about as off-road focused as you can be, right? You've got air suspension, 15 inches of ground clearance, a camera underneath. That's crazy. Two camera views underneath. Yeah. That, with, with like blinker fluid. <laughs> that sprays your camera when you drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you've got, of course, you know, massive 35s from the factory could be 37s could you could go 37s yeah. if you wanted to a baja style spare tire that you put in the bed i mean you know and then i'm not even talking, steering yeah crab walk and yeah uh, wtf mode and blah 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 so i mean that is i think more um a thousand horsepower a thousand horsepower more truck than like even a trx or a raptor r in terms of just it's capable. If you were to yeah. just like do a spreadsheet and you put like horsepower versus horsepower versus horsepower, ground, ground clearance versus yeah. approach, departure, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it has all the numbers. And um, I, I actually drove it, but I cannot fully talk about it until like the 7th of April because uh, it's but still I under embargo. You can because you went to a different event. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. <laughs> I drove it at GM's Proving Ground uh, and then they re-embargoed the driving impressions. Yes. So, so now we're hush, hush. So that bit, well, you're hush hush, but I'm not uh, hush, yeah, hush. I cannot I cannot say anything. I loved it. I thought it was really badass. I thought it was the coolest thing. I'm not sure about crab mode. That's freaky. It's like driving on ice. It's like you turn the wheel and all four wheels up to 10 degrees of uh, of uh, rear wheel steering, and so you feel like you're going sideways and forward at the same time. Which the only time I ever felt that is on an ice skating rink when we were doing like tire testing. Uh, it's a little it's a little disconcerting. Um, I don't know what that's like off-road, but you know what that's like off-road, but you can't talk about no, it. No, I can't. Because <laughs> we just did it on a dirt road. <laughs> you know, the one thing I'll tell you about the Hummer is it doesn't um, go over obstacles as much as it crushes them. <laughs> well, we do know it weighs over 9,000 pounds. We do, we, know, we that. do know that. Yes. That's, that's open. That's, uh, that's out there. And then we don't know much about the Silverado EV yet because, you know, we saw it at the Chicago Auto Show. But sure, but it's not an off-roady looking truck, right? It's, let's face it's it. It's a street it's, truck. It's like an electric avalanche. Yes. I think that's fair. It's got yeah. the same, you know, setup in the back where you can lower that, uh, that divider between the rear seats and the bed yep. and extend your bed. 
Uh, and we know even less about the, even though I've written in it about the Cybertruck because apparently it's changing. Well, they're redesigning it. Yeah. It's still not available. Rivian, I mean, they, they do have the adventure package on the Rivian, right? Which comes with all-terrain tires. So let's talk about we, the Rivian. We, yeah, we've, we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's a weird thing. Okay, this, this is, and I'd love to get your guys' opinion out there. I spent a lot of time thinking about, like, uh, the, the Rivian, to be honest, I thought would be the ultimate off-roader. And we, we took it off-road. We towed with it. We ran the Ike with it. And we uh, worked on the farm, David's farm ranch with yes. it. Yeah, we did. We did everything you could do with it. We did everything. Drag race tested it. Range tested it. Drag yeah. raced it. You know, charge, te- uh, charge testing was the only thing we didn't do with it. Uh, well, Tommy did it. Yeah. No, yeah, Tommy, Tommy, did. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy did. went to Loveland Station and yeah. he, he did So we did everything. Uh, but I got to tell you, it kind of left me a little cold. I, 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 really? You know, sometimes I'm like, when I, when I see, like the TRX, the first time I, I, I laid eyes on that and hands on that, I was like, I need that truck. Uh, but there was something about the Rivian where I was just like, eh, no, no, doesn't do it for me. And, you did, and, and, you didn't and what, what's leap cr- on it? What's crazy about that is it should because it's got, you know, I like stuff that's kind of bat, you know what, crazy. And that is, right, four, not Hummer has only three, but four electric motors. Uh, yeah. How much horsepower? Eight eight thirty or eight hundred thirty horsepower. Zero to sixty in like three seconds ish. Yeah. I mean, this this these are it's still crazy. These are crazy numbers. Really great build quality. Interesting design. You know, a lot of thoughtful. I mean, really thoughtful engineering touches from the, from the tunnel we were talking about to that like little boombox right that you that 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 that, that disconnects and you can use for tailgating uh, to the. Um, way that the uh, spare tire uh, is mounted underneath the bed. Just a ton of, th- you know, uh, get this, dude. There you go. There's the Rivian. Uh, an electronic integrated brake controller. How crazy is that? Yeah, with a controller on the steering wheel. On the steering wheel with yeah. those little, little rotary dials, right? Yeah, once again, they're interpreting the rule book in a different way, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, all of this crazy and cool and thoughtful engineering and when it left here, I was like, no, not really like my thing. And so I, for the longest time, I like, I like thought about that. I'm like, th- I, should, I should be in love with this truck. I should lust after it. I should really want it. Yeah, why not? Uh, and so finally it dawned on me, uh, and it dawned on me when we bought that Ram 2500 Cummins. Okay. And, and I think what Rivian has done is they've kind of created a new market segment, uh, which uh, is different than the traditional ones. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, trucks are tools. They're the ultimate tools, right? They're, they, they kind of, they're kind of different in my head than cars. Cars, you know, you, you, it can be a tool when you use it to commute, but a truck is definitely a tool. It's all about hauling. It's all about uh, towing. It's all about, uh, you know, working. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and there's this kind of, uh, like a uh, way that I enjoy that by kind of like the best way I could describe it is like the, it's be kind of like the difference between going to Home Depot, which I also love, right? That's that's like tools, right? Versus going to I don't know like Best Buy, right? That's a whole different kind of kind of feel, and and I think what what uh, Rivian has tried to do is like combine Home Depot with Best Buy. Right? So it's like what if we use like a shoe analogy? Okay. You know, you have like a work boot, you know, with a steel toe, right? Right, and it's it's got rugged uh, sole, and you can use it versus like a kind of a cross hiking shoe. Is right. that is that is it? 
Do you yeah. like that analogy where, where it's kind of a shoe that maybe does multiple things? Well, no, I think it's like I said, like, like Home Depot is where you buy your tools and it's like all about like, you know, working. And, uh, and uh, Best Buy is all about like electronics and about play, right? It's where you go get your PlayStation, you know, yeah. in my mind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about kind of fun and it's, it's, it's like the car versus the truck. Uh, and Rivian has kind of tried to combine those two in a way. And to me... Uh, they've created a segment that is no longer a truck, but is a lifestyle vehicle. Uh, and I like trucks to be trucks, right? I want, I want like we, the Ram we got, we wanted to get the base one, but we got the uh, next one up from there. So it isn't quite the base one. Uh, but I still love the fact that it's just very utilitarian, you know, no leather. And there are people who love like King Ranch. I mean, you know, it's, it, you can get trucks that are fancy. Sure, but sure. But at, at, the, at the bottom, they're still trucks. And they still are very trucky. And even mm-hmm. though they're fancy tools, they're still fancy tools. Uh, they're still tools. But the Rivian to me doesn't feel like a tool anymore. It feels like something uh, that, like, somebody who lives either in the city. Um, I guess it's the difference between country and city, too, right? Sure, sure. It's, it's somebody who kind of, it's kind of like somebody's idea of who, who doesn't use trucks as a tool thinks a truck should be. Like, it's, it, the, the ideal customer would be somebody like, yeah, we've had a Tacoma for a while or my cousin has a Tacoma, so I want to get the electric version of that, right? It, it's not trucky enough. It doesn't, it doesn't like ring that truck bell for me. The, the, you know, that's why I love that Cummins out there. And then the same thing with the Power Stroke or the Duramax, right? Yeah. I just love the fact that this is the ultimate expression. It's the biggest tool in your toolbox, whereas this is not a tool anymore. It's something completely different. Th- that's interesting because, because the Rivian... And I, I don't know. I was pre- excited. It's too, it's too precious. Well, maybe that's the impression, right? Maybe that's the impression. So I was really impressed by the way it towed. I mean, the handling of it, not the range. Because the range, like we talked about, you know, the charging network is not quite there for uh, towing. Um, and uh, why is my computer giving Remind me issues? Me later, yeah. uh, uh, all right, let me, let's play this game that we've always played. The, yes. the game show, right? You have just won a new truck. And the host, in this case me, okay. takes you out to the parking lot, and there are two trucks there. Okay, there only two? Yeah, only two. Only two. Okay. And there's only one uh, caveat, one rule, and that is you have to pick one of these trucks, and you get it for free, uh, but you have to drive it as your only vehicle for the next year. All right, so I take you to the parking lot. There's two trucks. One is a Rivian, and one is a Hummer. Uh, you've driven both of them. Mm-hmm. So you can you can only have one. Which one do you take? Rivian R1T or the Hummer EV yep. truck. That's that's your. You gotta you gotta pick one. You can't like say I'm going to wait for the Lightning. You can't do that. Uh, you've driven both of them. Which one do you take? And you have to drive it for a year. The Hummer. Okay. The Hummer. And uh, without telling you everything, yeah. I would say so. The Hummer crosses a li- another line for me, which is kind of, you know, as a kid, as a Tonka toy. Yeah. That's kind of where I see the Hummer almost it's because like, it's huge, right? It's bigger than life in a way. And also, hey, you can remove the top on it. You it's know, convertible. You can, it's convertible. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty sweet. So I would have to go with the Hummer. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Hummer it is. You get to drive it for a year. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Oh, oh, I, I just won a Hummer. Oh. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Theoretically. Theoretic- apparently, the marking dealers are marking up to $350,000. So. Yeah, what, what is that? What is so, that? So, what, what, God, in what world are you, like, at, you know, at a dealership and you're like, you get a Hummer. By the way, it's not your Hummer. 
It's a reservation it's holder's a reservation. Hummer. So, so either you, you go like, hey, we got to buy that reservation from the dude, right? And, and we'll, let's we'll, resell it. And resell it. But, I mean, I guess that's ultimately capitalism. But what does that do to, like, the trust that uh, you've built up with your customers when you're taking a $112,000 car and then a truck, I'm sorry. I hate, I, that's, my, that's my pet peeve. <laughs> sorry, Tom. Truck in this case. Uh, uh, truck. And uh, by the way, Tom in Inside EVs, I, I was with him uh, recently in Europe and Spain for the... Uh, Tom Malogny? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And I told him I hate when he calls a truck a car. Uh, and I just did the same just thing. just did that. And then he Tom, you can write letters to Roman at TFL. And he, he, you know, he mentioned it in the podcast. Uh, so I, I apologize. But, so you get this truck. Uh, I forgot where I was going. I completely forgot. Oh, oh, you get this truck. 112. And, 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 and then you're like, you know what? So we bought it from the reservation holder for 50K over, whatever you paid. It certainly wasn't. Put it out on the floor at 350. That's crazy, Andre. I mean, I mean if, I were, if I were a customer, so there's a dealership. We just got this. It's, uh, it's on our truck community page, right? 340 in Oklahoma. Yeah. If I were a customer, which I could be, anybody could be, and I walked into that dealership, Right? And you saw the Hummer there. And I saw the Hummer. I'd be, holy cow. And then I looked and I saw a market adjustment of... Uh, what, 230000 Yeah. I would just, I would spin around on my heels <laughs> and I would walk out of that dealership. I would never look back and I would, I, would, I would either take a picture of it and tweet it and Facebook it and Instagram it. Which is what somebody did. Which is what somebody did. And or if I wasn't that, you know, tech savvy, I would tell all my friends, never, ever, ever... Buy a vehicle because if they're ballsy enough, right, to do that, right, I have no clue as to what else they're doing, like in the service department. You know, I remember in Colorado once I went and got, we had a, um, a forerunner and I went to get it serviced and they said, oh, you need a high altitude service. I'm like, high altitude service? This is here in Boulder, uh-huh. Boulder Toyota, which has recently been sold, by the way, right? I'm like, a high, what's a high altitude service? And they're like, oh, because we live at high altitudes, we need to do all of this stuff. Like stuff, you know, like, like change, change, your change the differential, blink, fluid. change the blinker fluid, you know, I mean, you know, do oil changes every 22 miles <laughs> because you're driving up to Mount Evans, uh-huh. you know, change your wipers because of the intense sun pressure, right? For $800, dude, the service, it was like a 60,000 mile and the service called for something like $300 in the book. And these guys wanted 800 for, you know. This is exactly now what I'm thinking when these guys are, are you know, asking. Because I'm, I'm, what other shenanigans are they paying back there? Mm-hmm. I would never go back there. Never. I'm sorry. You know, it's a matter. At, at this point, it really is a matter of trust between me and that business. Uh, and by doing that, you have completely broken that trust. So if you think you can sell it for that, go to it. Uh, but you would never see me as a customer. Even yeah. if, flip that it's, around. You know, because because what the dealerships will say is, well, there was a long time where we were selling cars below, and now the demand is high. Yeah, and so that's what they would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there was there was a time when Apple was selling products when demand was high and they were asking for one price, and there was a time when Apple was selling products when demand was low and they were asking one price, and they understood that the trust that they have with the customer is more important than the than the you know than the discount or the profit they can make at any given time. So it, it feels very like 19, 1950s. What can I do to get you in this thing? You know, that, that's, it, it, like, it like reinforces every horrible stereotype that people have of dealerships that all they care about is instant profit and making, you know, massive boat payments uh, for their, you know, uh, uh, nieces. <laughs> that's yeah. maybe cruel, but, you know, that's what it feels like to me. Sorry. Yeah. 
And it's, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about that. But but I would pick the Hummer over the Rivian. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, it just kind of talks to so the 10-year-old so so in so me, I, I guess. So I don't want to, like, disc the, the, the Rivian. I think it's an incredible truck. I think that what they've done is, you know, something that, that is uh, really astounding to come out of the box with a vehicle that's that, that good. It just kind of left me cold. I just, I just was like, it's not what – I'm a truck guy. I like big trucks, and this just felt like it was – a different uh, breed of vehicle. Maybe that's what they were going after, right? Maybe they, I, I ma- think so. Maybe they wanted to create an adventure lifestyle vehicle. Uh, the question I have, you know, if that is indeed the case, is like, you know, how are the people who now are lusting after this going to learn to live with a relatively big truck? Because it's in this weird space, right? It's bigger than a midsize, smaller than a uh, full size, but it's still going to be, you know, problematic. If you're in the city, parking it and certainly charging it. So it's fairly large, not that it's smaller than the F-150. So I'm wondering if you're like a Texas truck guy, if this is going to fit into your life, or if it, if this is going to be something that you're like, oh, that's for the city guys, you know. I think you're in Texas. You're loving this, okay? Because yeah. it's got a bed. Well, if you're in Austin, it's got, got four wheel drive. <laughs> All right. it's, 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 if you're in Houston, <laughs> if you're downtown Houston, <laughs> I don't know. Plano, I don't know. Okay. Pick, pick the pick the you know, dude in Plano, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's G wagons everywhere. Oh, God, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so this would fit. This would fit. All right, College I, I, Station, Andre. How about co- that? College, College Station. Station. I don't know. How about San Antonio? Okay. San Antonio maybe because streets are smaller there, right? Streets are tight and, and small. Anyway, uh, where do we go from here? Oh, so anyway, we we're talking about we got down to electric trucks, uh, and then I guess the ones we need to talk about, and these are very straightforward. Uh, we're talking full-size Ta- trucks. Uh, of course, Toyota, uh, Toyota, yeah. and Toyota doesn't have, you know, that many <laughs> choices. There is, you know, there's a Tundra, and then there's a Tundra TRD Pro, and there's a Tundra TRD Pro Hybrid. That's it. Yeah, and, and also, so they do have several, uh, actually up to like five different suspension systems, but one of them is lowered, right? TRD right. Sport is right. kind of a street truck. We're not talking uh, about, how about that. The, is there an off-road? Is there, a new, is there an off-road? TRD, TRD off-road okay. is there kind of... You know the package so that wrong. competes. I forgot about the TRD off-road. Oh, we didn't list that. No, I said uh, T- I said Tundra TRD Pro TRD Pro Hybrid. There's TRD off-road. You're right. TRD, TRD off-road. And then there's TRD Pro too. So, excuse me, I take it all back. Okay. Well, not as many levels as, for example, Ford has. Right. Not as many levels of truck, but TRD Pro is going. The new one is coming on sale right now. Probably, you know, within a month or so. So you get better shocks, Fox, right? Yeah, Fox shocks are not live still, but but they're still, you know, tuned for off-road and tuned for kind of a faster run. But you you don't get front locker or torsen. Right. It's open. You you get the brake, you know, uh, some brake distribution where, you know, they break the wheel, uh, the tire that's spinning. uh, They've got a newer version of that. What's it called? Well, they used to call it A-Track. A-Track, yeah. The newer Uh, version. Kind of advanced traction system. Yeah, so you get that. Uh, and you get uh, skid plates. Yeah, and the TRD Pro just kind of takes it an, a few notches up, right, from the TRD off-road. Are they going to do the desert air intake again? Uh, no, as far a, as I know. That, you know, that, is that going to so be an option on the, on on the, the Tundra? Uh, especially on the Tundra. I don't think so. Yeah. So they tried it on the Tacoma, right? Yeah, and I then know. it kind of went away. Yeah. So cool. either, you know, not many people were choosing it, or maybe there are some issues with that. I don't know. Are they going to do a supercharger? <laughs> No, <laughs> I know. Well, they have two turbos now. Open up that can of worms. Uh, <laughs> no, they're not. They're well, have the well, they do a plug-in. And but the you, could supercharge no. a, you could supercharge a turbocharged. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Gail Banks is doing that right now with his, with his Volvo doesn't. 
Actually, yeah, they just went exactly. away from the super turbo. Super super turbo. Yeah, they just went away from it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a little bit complex. Yeah, I'm sure it's too I'm, complex. I'm sure um, that that that's the vehicle you don't want. Like ten years from now, when something starts overheating. <laughs> Should I fix your supercharger or your turbocharger? Or your electric or is electric supercharger. <laughs> so which one should I fix? So, um, and Nissan has kind of an even simpler gradation, right? They have their tier, uh, Pro 4X uh, and just off, and then just four-wheel drive. Yeah. So and they need the Warrior. And they've got Lava Orange uh, uh, trim. As, a, as a new off-road trim. Which is Lava Red. Or lava you think orange. you think the manufacturers would do good to like have a Zoom call where they decide what color is off roady? <laughs> you mean let's together? Pick, yes, I'll pick a color. Or do you like the fact that it's all different now? Well, the craziest one is Jeep with with their new hybrid. The blue, yeah, with I the know. blue hooks. I know they went off the deep end because <laughs> red has been kind of go to. Yeah, but the Nissan went. Ah, let's do an orange. <laughs> let's call it lava. Yeah, um, and then of course Ford is going orange as well. Yeah. Um, and then Tundra said no, no tow hooks. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be on that Zoom call. <laughs> Mike Spears won't be on that one. They said no. Dude, by the way, uh, I just went to uh, the Grand Cherokee plug-in. Yes. I also cannot talk about how it drives. Okay. But uh, they had a, a cutaway chassis of the new Grand Cherokee plug-in. Yeah. And I saw the design of the front hook. You know, they have the two tow hooks on the Grand Cherokee. And I could see the way they designed it, like they have a bolt. So if, if you pull on it, let's say you're towing something, uh, the bolt is holding that hook. But if you're like in a crash, it just moves into the vehicle. It's a really clever design. So you're not like uh, skew, skewering. Whatever you're hitting. Whatever you're hitting. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it actually kind of recesses into the truck uh, or into the SUV in this case. You know, that old Jeep Tommy has has the hook that goes down, the little pointy end points down yeah. instead of up. That seems stupid, silly. <laughs> like, it seems like uh, and a, some a, a rope would fall off of it. Some of it goes sideways. Yes. So they need to, hey, guys, when you're doing that Zoom call, decide. Do the hooks go up, sideways, or down? And pick a color. Yeah, pick a color. Orange, let's stay with orange. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, so, there you go. So there you go. The new Rattler. The new Rattler. Oh. The new Rattler. So we'll be able to kind of test drive this probably in the fall. Uh, it's supposed to go on sale in the fall. So hopefully we'll we'll get our hands on this. And You know, Andre, your video blew up, man. It was like 11,000, 12,000 views <laughs> an hour on the Rattler. People, I, I think the tide is turning. You know, my job here at TFL is, I think, to stick my finger in the air and see which way the wind's blowing. I think right now we're at this crossroads where we might be going from uh, kind of, you know, very, very expensive, out of control, uh, ostentatious vehicles. And now we're going down the other side of that curve back to like XL, affordable. And I think, you know, like, like you might be asking yourself, Roman, how do you know? How do I know, Andre? Back, back country? You're supposed to Rattler. say, Roman, how do you know? Oh, Roman, how do you know? The Maverick. Oh, yeah. $20,000 little pickup? Yeah, it just sold out, dude. Sold out. Uh, and we just got uh, the um, Santa Cruz. Let's, let's wrap it up on that. Uh, from Hyundai for a year uh, to test drive, and I've been driving it around for a week. Uh, and I actually like the Santa Cruz a lot. I, I, you know, I was thinking about that this morning in the shower. Everybody's like all super excited by the Maverick, but I think the Santa Cruz is just as, and, and I didn't, you might be asking, Andre, Roman, why aren't you thinking that's lifestyle while you think that Rivian? Roman, you just gave me a 20-minute speech about the Rivian being a lifestyle <laughs> vehicle. Why isn't it, why isn't Santa Cruz lifestyle -y? I mean, it is lifestyle -y. It is lifestyle. It's, supposed to, it's yeah. like it's supposed to be a surf truck. 
Uh, but uh, it's really good, you know. I mean, it's really, really good. In Does terms it have to do with its size? I think the size, yeah. I think I think it's bigger than you think it is. Which you know, I like big. So while it's a compact truck, it's bigger. And then I figured out you could lock that tan out cover, which makes it very useful. I also figured out that it's a perfect height for our dog. And with our friends at WeatherTech lending us. Uh, uh, they're a little like uh, back seat cover, which mm -hmm. is great. I put it in the Santa Cruz, and now you know Blazy goes and gets all muddy. But he jumps just, in the back. Like, he like Superman's in the back, and <laughs> he, he figured out that he can open the window with his paw, <laughs> stick his head out, sticks his head out, and I'm worried he's going to jump out. Uh, yeah. uh, and then the back, you know, is very useful. It's a, it's a good size. Uh, obviously, it's not you know pickup si truck size in terms of traditional, but full-size trucks, but it's it's very comfortable. The uh, engine is powerful. Not too thirsty, you know. It's it's like I'm getting like mid-20s. Uh, okay. It's the turbocharged yeah, one. It's a turbo one, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I'm just really enjoying that truck, and I like the big wheels on it. People think the wheels are too big. The wheels and tires are too big, but I think they're perfect. So we were going to uh, turn that into an Overlander. I think we're just going to uh, keep it as a shop truck. And, you know, I want to do a few things. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do a proper range test on it we got or on a similar one. And we need a proper Maverick comparison. Yeah, we need a proper Maverick comparison. I want to do some range testing uh, and maybe some just overland driving. Look, here's my recommendation. What? If you guys are out there, like, you know, jonesing away, because, look, the, the, the Maverick is much more trucky in its design. But if you're jonesing away for a small truck, don't take the Santa Cruz off your list. Go check it out. I think it's as capable, as comfortable, and in some ways even more comfortable and more technologically certainly advanced uh, than the Ford Maverick. So, it, it, you know, it, it fulfills that same general purpose. Uh, and I know the Maverick is sold out. Go look at the Santa Cruz. I, you won't be disappointed. And I don't know if the Santa Cruz is close to being selling out, but I don't think so. I don't think I, so. I think they have capacity. I agree. It, it rides like a crossover. I mean, it's very comfortable. Yeah, that's the, that's the Achilles heel of the Ford. It's got a bad... The run. Maverick is a little bit bouncy, like yeah. an F-150 a little bit, Especially right? the bigger one. So, so yeah, so... It's got a, it's, it's a compact truck with a heavy-duty ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Wow. Well, the hybrid, actually, was not bad. No, the hybrid's it's, much it's better. It's the all-wheel drive one. It's the all-wheel drive one. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty rough, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but take a look at the Santa Cruz. Uh, certainly worth, uh, you know... I, I would say a test drive. You can't do that nowadays because... You know, they're all sold. They're all sold out. Watch our videos. Uh, yeah, so we'll do a bunch of videos with it. And I think we'll just use it as a chop truck for the year. Because, uh, look, with that dual clutch, it's not going to be great off-road. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we tried to get tried one to. with a non-turbo one, yeah. right, uh, with an 8-speed. But um, it wasn't the cards. It, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and uh, guys, check out tfl-studios.com. If you want to keep uh, on top of everything, you can download it as a little web app uh, to your phone. And now uh, it's been jazzed up. Look, I just did a TikTok on the GR86. Oh, right there. You can see that's me. That's it's, fresh. It's immediately. Yeah. Immediately yeah. right there. Yeah. We're going to compare that to the Miata. Okay. How cool is that? And well, of course, our classics channel, you know, Tommy just did a video about the Beetle. Yes. So. And I have to apologize to Frankie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, have to, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll apologize to her personally because I rewrote the headline uh, and I put... You missed... I, put, I, I want a deal or dud, and I put an E at the end. So I, it, was, it wasn't on purpose. It was just me being stupid early in the morning. So I put deal or dude, uh, which for a number of reasons was stupid on my part, but it wasn't on purpose. Okay. We fixed it. Uh, so we've got our first epic drag race coming up. Um, this weekend. Yeah, by the time you listen to this, it'll be published. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's coming on the weekend. Yeah, this publishes on the weekend. 
Oh, the no, the, the the audio version of this is on Friday. Oh, so tomorrow. So tomorrow, tomorrow stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, go to if go to TFL Dash Studios. Uh, you know the, the three heavy duty diesels head to head on a on a side by side on an airplane landing strip. Yes, yeah, that's airfield. And the only damage <laughs> was we broke the windshield on the ram because we threw up a rock. You'll have to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll you'll have to see it. All right. Thank you, guys, as always. This is Roman. And Andre. Saying, come back next time. Probably be Nathan. Yep. Yep. Ciao. All right. Thanks. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.